Hey, everybody. Welcome to the HVAC Joy Lab podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Shirk. This podcast focuses on creating more and more conversations about what optimizes life for an HVAC technician. My goal is to produce the most helpful content available for techs, full stop. Today, you're going to meet Chris Powers, owner of Christopher's Cooling in San Diego, California. Chris recently made the jump from employee to owning his own company. Today, you will hear his thoughts on making the shift from job to career and from employee to owner. Uh, Chris is just a really great guy, and I'm excited to introduce you to him today. Okay, let's get started. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we have with us today on the podcast, Chris Powers, who uh, owns his own uh, air conditioning company in the San Diego market. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as we know, um, we are, as you know, as the, as the audience knows, um, we like to get into uh, what people's perspective is they're from their point of view on what makes a great life for an air conditioning technician. But first we want to get to know you. So uh, let's, the, the, the question I like to ask the beginning is like, what is your origin story and what is your superpower? Like, how did you find your way into this thing? Man, it was a, by accident kind of, uh, honestly, I stood in the wrong line trying to get my GED <laughs> when I was, uh, you know, uh, like 19 years old. Uh -huh. And after waiting hours, the lady told me, oh, you're in the wrong line. <laughs> and then she said, well, fill out this paperwork and maybe you'll, you know, maybe you can get some help with this program we got. And they ended up uh, paying for everything, uh, sent me to school for air conditioning. And uh, and I just loved it. When I, when I went to the school and checked it out, I thought, man, this is, this is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. And uh, so I, I took, you know, advantage of it. And uh, that, that was about 20 years ago. <laughs> wow. And, uh, I've been doing it ever since, man. I basically hit the ground running once I graduated. It was a Friday. I went to work on a Monday. Wow. And I've stopped since. So did you have kind of a traditional path from helper to installer to like, where did, what does your 20 years look like? It, well, it was funny because uh, when I got out of HVAC school, everybody said, oh, you just go, go to being a tech. You know, you, you jump right in a van, you know, and uh, they thought I was crazy uh, for taking a job as an installer helper. Yeah. They were like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? And, you know, the money wasn't great, I'll be honest, but the learning experience was extremely beneficial. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was a lead tech on the install crew in about six months after I started. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and it, it really just kind of snowballed from there. I became a tech and, and then lead tech foreman. It, uh, you know, really, I think that uh, my ADHD and uh, OCD really kind of benefited me in this field. 
because uh you know i i, I work nonstop and have a attention to detail that's a little bit ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> could be a little out of hand yeah <laughs> but uh but you know it's been beneficial like i said and, and I, i'd say that's probably my superpower my adhd yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know the only thing is uh prevents me from doing is the managerial stuff so much because it's really hard to stay on task you know sure sure <laughs> when it comes to office work i'm trying to hire some office people so i don't have to do it so much you know that and that's that's part i think of the life of a technician even after they uh like you have transitioned to becoming a company owner um the the very dynamic of uh service calls is sort of like a junior version of a fireman you know, yeah. phone rings, you're living in response all the time. And so uh, as I've worked with many, 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 many air conditioning companies over the years, the, there's a consistent theme there that if someone came up as a technician, they have a kind of difficult learning curve to uh, say, there's this thing I have to do. It's not urgent yet. And I put it on my calendar at three o'clock next week on Wednesday for like that structured event to happen just on purpose with nothing pushing it it's like there's a there's a whole kind of mental a disconnect thing. yeah a disconnect that's a good way to say it a disconnect yeah kind of. that's in fact i would say that is there's a lot of in the because i do want to ask you more about the transition from tech to owner but um there's a lot of things that um uh when i talk to uh guys like you who've either made the made the jump or who are considering it that you know, there's all of the non-technical stuff they get concerned about the marketing, the accounting, you know, how do I do all this other stuff? But I really feel like behaviorally and sort of developmentally, um, the real kind of focus point is what we're talking about right now, because in order to get those other things done, you know, you don't want to wait until the bank is calling you to take care of certain financial things. Right. Right. But, yeah. but, but it's a completely different kind of mental process to take something that doesn't immediately have urgency and structure your day in a way that you get those things done. And that that's it's just fact. part of the curve. Yeah, that's definitely facts. It's, it's been a little bit of a curve, but it's all right. I'm, I'm jumping in there. Luckily we have so much yeah. technology nowadays that you can really like search for the app. There's an app for that. Yeah. That's right. That's a good point. So, that's a good point. Yeah. So, so gotta- tell the audience a little bit about your transition uh, to becoming an owner. Like, do you, and, and tell us about your company as well. I mean, was it a very anxious transition? Was it really easy? Like, what did it, what was it like for you? Well, I've been in the industry about 20 years. Uh, I, I probably, after 10 years, had the notion that I wanted to start my own company. Of course, there's so many facets yep. of that, that, it, that it, it does take a little planning, a little time. Yep. And uh, I guess I kind of just uh, fell into it. I, I wanted to do it for a long time. And then I, I was presented with an opportunity where it was like, Hey, I could take this money and start a company or I could just, you know, put it in savings or something. You know, I did a, a big job for a, a buddy and I made like $20,000 in five days. And so I thought, you know what, mm-hmm. what am I doing this making all these other people money when I should be making me money? And, yeah. you know, and, and I have different ideas too about the way <clears throat> things should be conducted in the industry. And, and a lot of my the companies I worked for were, they really, they were really rush, 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 rush. They get to the next call. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel that you should take your time on every call and uh, don't don't waste time, but take your time. You know what I mean? That, that's yep. what you should do and, and get it right. So I just decided that's it. I'm doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just struck out there and uh, 
quickly depleted my twenty thousand dollars, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, now I'm a poor person again. But I'm, I'm, I'm all working on building that back up. You know? <laughs> and how long ago was that that you made uh, the transition? Uh, June of twenty twenty two. Oh wow! What, okay, so yes. very recently. Yep. Yeah, so you're so there right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I have uh, I have one one lady that. Uh, She's she's actually my girlfriend. She's uh she's my administrative assistant, and uh, she mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Yeah. So with the help of her, it's been great transitioning into the office part. Uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's a process. Yep. Very good. Very good. And so, uh, if you had it to do again, I mean, you're you're not that far into it yet. Is there anything you would say to a to a technician who's thinking about it? Make sure you do this first, or take care of this on the path. I would say get your knowledge in, get, get very comfortable with the industry and get very comfortable with, uh, with talking to people, not just homeowners, but banks and uh, other contractors. Uh, if, if anything, the best thing to do is have some, some other business owners in the industry that, that you're chummy chummy with, you know, and uh, yep. kind of bounce things off. Them. Don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, yeah. and, and look to them for advice. I yeah. mean, they, everybody knows stuff. You can learn something from a baby. That's so never true. think that you know it all. That's right. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think in general, I'm sure there's going to be an exception out there to what I'm about to say, but in general, uh, people in the industry are pretty friendly with each other with ideas and coaching and whatnot. They don't, they're not like, I'm not going to tell you my secrets. They're, they're yeah. more like, watch out for this or, you know, that kind of, a, you know, well, they're more than happy to tell you their pitfalls and that's yeah. what you're going to most <laughs> <laughs> we i have a, a group that i work with in indianapolis and when we were talking about it just like you know advice for technicians they're the one of the guys is pretty funny and he said i'll tell you from experience if the homeowner has a monkey don't pet it <laughs> yeah don't do it don't fall for that. yeah <laughs> he said, i'll tell you from experience don't do it right yeah. <laughs> uh so, and I'm curious too, are you, uh, are you kind of operating right now kind of off a spreadsheet or did you invest in software or like software? What, yeah. What, yeah. And, and no, no, uh, commission back to me for whatever you're about to say, but no, like, no, is, yeah. well, neither, can I, can I ask you like which one you, you are using and why? Uh, I use, uh, ECI Thermogrid at the moment. Okay. Uh, I have tried some other ones. I've tried Tradeify and some, some different ones. Uh, I, I, I seem to like most all of them. Uh, one of my uh, things that reasons that I went with ECI Thermogrid was because they have a very, uh, very scalable network. You know, and the software is pretty uh, versatile too. They can, if you if you have something you want in there, you can get a hold of them. They'll go in and literally write a program for it and, and add it to your thing. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a little expensive to have in software, but I tell you what, there's nothing better than keeping things organized. Customers, yeah. their equipment, the filters, the belts, all these things are essential. And if you know this stuff going in, you can really save yourself a lot of time. So, you know, I figured it was the best idea and uh, it's, it's, it's working out. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh... I think building that the whole process of building a customer base without any software is really difficult. Oh Cause yeah. You, Cause the amount of data you have to track, you know, keeping track of the equipment that are, that's in that house, you know, like there's little notes and things you have to remember if, do I want to go back next winter to do PM here or do I not want to, 
there's just a, you know, that there's a whole dynamic around building that relationship that yeah. is really hard to keep on a spreadsheet only. Especially when you got commercial customers. I do commercial and uh, oh, sure. residential. So, you know, sometimes you have a customer that's got maybe six different sites, mm-hmm. 20 different units. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely you want to keep that organized. Yep. Essential. And does this, I'm not familiar with that software directly. So does it uh, have uh, the ability to quote work in there as well? Or do oh, you yeah. just do that there's by hand? Quoting, payroll, uh, commissions, nice. bonuses, timesheets. It, it's, it's literally everything in one area. Okay. Very marketing good. does marketing for you. It's got like a little AI thing in there. Just, you know, it's, 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 it's pretty decent. Yeah. Very good. Well, let's roll over to talking about the life of a technician and optimizing that life. Um, do you have any initial thoughts there? Like what are the, what are some keys to that? You know, they can be technical or very abstract or whatever your thoughts are. What, what do you think? What does it take? Well, I mean, honestly, uh, I'm a workaholic. So, so I will tell you, I, I put way too many hours in sometimes. And uh, that's something you got to watch out for, believe it or not. I always thought it was like a, uh, like it, it was a bonus. It's like, oh, I, I don't care about working. I'll work so many hours. You, know, you work too many hours. You don't have enough time for home life. You got to have a balance, yeah. you know? And, uh, and then uh, besides that, making it more efficient in the field is technology. I mean, yeah. have the good tools, have, invest in yourself. If anything, you know, I, I've been buying my own tools since uh, since I started, even the, the tools that you don't really necessarily need to have, like vacuum pumps and recovery machines. I always had my own stuff and uh, I had the nicer stuff. I have yeah. a 10 CFM vacuum pump. I have, uh, you know, recovery equipment and tanks. That, and that if you have nice stuff, you're usually going to do nice work. Yeah. You know, and you it know- just makes it that much quicker. Yeah. And you know, there's a whole, I'll expand on that if I, if I can, that um, yeah, I'm working on kind of a, a model. I'm going to do this on a podcast here coming up in the next couple of weeks, but the, of what's everything to account for in building this great life, right. In kind of big chunky ways. And one of them is what I'm calling delight, which is the ability to uh, continually increase and refine um your taste in things and your liking of things. And I think tools is a component of that. Like there, I would bet you have tools right now that if you had, when you were six months in, you wouldn't have appreciated them because you wouldn't really know the difference. You, <laughs> yeah. And how nice they were. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably true. You know, I've always been one that, that like, uh, I always wanted the, the new up and coming, that, that fancy tool. And uh, at first you're right. I had no idea. I just wanted it because it looked awesome. But, yeah. but then once I got to using it in the field, I realized some of those things were useless and then some were way more useful than I had thought. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I think in general, you know, again, having, I probably had a one-on-one conversation in the last 18 months with, it's gotta be at least a thousand technicians because of what I do for a living. And there's some themes and consistencies in there. And I, 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 if, one of the things that I wish I could just kind of wave a wand and, and make true, it would be that to tell technicians it's okay. You know, unless you start a company and you start getting into higher profit margins and making lots of money, you may not ever buy gigantic priced things, but it's okay to as kind of a hobby. And as part of your profession, develop a taste for the better things. And it can be anything from like tools, uh, also 
customer service to a point like like you know some people it, it's it's the opposite of saying more is better it's kind of what you were saying earlier about the amount of time you spend on a job yeah. you know it, it's coming up for me as we're talking because i think this is true for you like that you've developed the delight of doing the work like the i want the better tools i want to do the job right i don't just want any customer you didn't say that but i'm gonna assume right. that's probably true you know, I don't want people who want to make me compete on price only. Um, I want the quality of what I'm doing. I want to experience the pleasure of doing it well. Yeah. And do that and, and feel the pleasure of doing what I do best every day. Yeah, I tell them all the time, I'm not the cheapest. I'm the best. Yeah. You know what I mean, if, if you want cheap work, then go get it. But yeah. if you want quality work, sometimes you have to pay a bigger price. And most of my customers are fine with that. They've realized that the, what I bring to the table is very well worth the price. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And that's, that's part of, if you think about it, um, taking that same concept and then expanding it into your personal world, you know, do you have that? I mean, I don't, don't, we don't really know each other that well. So forgive me if I'm, you know, you, <laughs> could, be, you could be 20 years sober and I talk about beer or something. So don't forgive me. Nah, but nah, like, nah. Nobody likes but, to quit. But it, but, but it, you could have the same kind of mindset with beer or you get that yeah. same kind of mindset with music or you get that same okay. kind of mindset in a lot of ways in your life and increase the quality, giving away, giving up the idea that where it's at is more and, yeah. and really kind of building a, a, a palette for, nicer better things without having to say well i can't enjoy that if i don't make a million dollars a year like that's a different thing that's that's actually going for the more is better mindset right because if once you kind of you develop your palate it starts um you start just becoming less interested and, and less distracted by the lesser things and the things that are you know just the more is better yeah exactly yeah I think that's a central, I really hear that in you. And I think that's a central, um, I don't know what to call that pathway, skill set, perspective for any technician. And you're 20 years in, so you've got the experience to, to, to look yeah. at it. Uh, in, my, in my experience, the first phase is about 10 years. You go through, you know, often it's a residential thing and you kind of go through the cycle of helper, installer, service, maybe sales. And then you become what I call 10 year Ted, which is <laughs> I've got, I've now done this for 10 years and I'm looking around going, I'm 35 and I don't know where to go from here. Like, yeah. Well, it can happen. I tell you what you definitely want to focus on is don't be that guy that's 30 years in talking about how you're so awesome and you're like, oh, I've been doing this 30 years. And then when people go to look at your work and they say, what the hell is this guy thinking when he installed right. this? You know, you, 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 you have to have like, when you're an installer, you got to be thinking like a service tech, funny as that sounds, but, but when yeah. you're a service tech, you got to be thinking like a service manager. Yeah. And when, you know, as you propel through the, the ranks, it's good to remember where you came from and remember when you were doing it, were you doing it right? Yeah. You know, were you doing it in a way that's going to make everybody's life easier? Yeah. Because too many people, they get so focused on the task at hand that they, they just want to get it done. You know, and they're not thinking about the guy that's got to come back. Yeah. And that, that's integral. Yeah. You know, and that, that and that there again is that mindset of because I know from my background, I know from my my own research and my Ph.D. and the stuff that I've that I know for sure that once you're good at something, if you let yourself lean into feeling good at it as you do it, that feels great. Yeah. And that 
And it, and the reverse of that is just doing something to get it done. Yeah, and, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, but <laughs> but there's the thing is that there's and you'll know this because you paid this price. It takes years to get good enough in order for it to feel good. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't feel good at all at first. It feels kind of shitty. Like I'm trying to deal with something. I deal with this customer. I'm calling my dispatcher. They're saying, "Why aren't you done yet?" I don't yeah. know if I'm supposed to tell them. I don't know what I'm looking at right now. I, <laughs> you you know right. what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. Those Absolutely. years are very difficult. But if you fight through and get to the point where you do have that knowledge and skill and ability, then you get to experience a, a, a pleasure of doing what you do best every day, as long as the work is structured so that you can. And oh, yeah. that I, I think that is I mean, that is like center tent peg level of important for a technician. Yeah, loving what you do is the most uh, incredible thing that you can ever attain. I mean, basically, I get up every morning and I'm, I'm so excited. Like, oh, what am I going to see today? Like, what are we going to run into today? You yeah. know, and I go out there and like I said, I mean, being a workaholic helps, but the fact that I love what I do makes it so seamless. Sure. It's like, you know, you, you show up and it's, you play hero umpteen times a day. I mean, that's what, what better thing could you ask? Oh, yeah. And, and is there anything... I mean, I have my version of this, but is there anything like the feeling when a customer says, oh, Chris, thank you so much? Yeah, I love it. You know, they, yeah. they, when you're in that house and they're, they've been sweating and dying or something, and then now they're going to be ice cold yeah. and they're just like, thank you. So they're offering you their firstborn and they're giving you <laughs> That's <bread>. right. <laughs> we name our first child after you. <laughs> and it's like, you know, hey, no problem. And you're on to yeah. the next one. It's yeah. do the same thing over again. You yeah. Know? Yep. Yeah. And that's for the younger techs who, uh, and I have some who are listeners to this podcast, just realize that because it, it's a frustrating thing to go to a two year program, let's say, and kind of hear when you get done, you'll know how to do this. And no, then I that they should, they should stop lying. Yeah. <laughs> what you'll know is how to like talk to people in the industry. What you'll know is basic terminology. And yeah. maybe a little bit of structure of that. But what's done in the field is often, unfortunately, not what's done in the book. And right. so, you know, you, you got to kind of and, and you got to be careful who you listen to. Don't don't let them seasoned text tell you, oh, this is how we do it, buddy. Don't worry about it. That is the yeah. wrong way. I assure yeah. you, you yeah. know what I mean? Do it right. And uh, believe it or not, you're going to find that your day is much easier. If you, you know, there's a process. Hundreds of years we've been working on air conditioning. Right. I mean, like, you know, and it's things like that. And, it started with a block of ice and a fan. That's right. Now it's way different, you know, and it's, it's just so much more technical and stuff. But you know what? Like, if you if, don't be scared of the new technology. A lot of old timers say, oh, wow, that's stupid stuff. Or, or you know, that, that you don't need all that. You know what? You know, that we do need these things. And, and they are very integral in our life. And you better accept them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In fact, I have a client who is kind of working on they don't they haven't solved the problem yet, but they have their own software. And they're trying to figure out how to use chat GBT to, uh, <laughs> to write the service report. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that well, if you go in and you say, these are the tasks I performed, it will create the service report for the, the job. It'll probably create a pretty nice one too, to be honest with you. I've used chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what's going to come. The, I think the good news for us there is that the AI is going to create a digital product first and what, it's not really a threat to what we do for a living. It's probably just going to make it easier. I mean, yeah. chat, chat GPT is not going to go do PM on somebody's, you know, they're, it's not going to go wash a coil. Yeah. That's not yet. Anyway, when they, yeah. when they get the robots built. Then it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, good. But it's good. 
Well, listen, Chris, anything else that comes to mind? Like if you said, you know, you, you you've got a younger cousin, they're 22 years old. They're kind of just getting started. Anything else you want to kind of pass on to them? Uh, well, just one thing's for sure. If, if you get involved in the industry, don't, don't narrow yourself. You know, this is a very wide and vast industry. I mean, there's so many different facets of it and uh, they're all interesting and they're all, uh, you know, they're, they're all fun, really, honestly, they're, they're, yeah. it's good stuff and, and, and they can be very beneficial to you in your wallet as well as in your heart. Yeah. So, so feel free to branch out, you know, yeah. check a little bit of everything out. Yeah. That's, that's a good point to, um, there'll come a time later where you'll probably narrow down and just be a controls guy or just be a chiller guy or whatever. Yeah, maybe. I don't know though. I like, yeah. keeping, I like keeping it vast. You know, I like to yeah. see new things. I like to try new things. I've worked on yeah. all that stuff, you know, and mm -hmm. I've got my certifications in most of that too. Low voltage, yeah. you know, different things. I constantly, and that's another thing. Continued education is important. Yeah. Don't ever shy away from it, man. You know, take everything you can get. If, if the company's going to pay for this and that, go. Yeah. <laughs> take yeah. advantage and seize the opportunity. Yeah. That's a good point as well. That um, what I've noticed with my commercial clients is um, there's a, the, the, if they're strictly commercial, especially if they're like PM companies. Um, yeah there's a kind of mindset that says, I'm going to come in as a tech, I'm going to come in, I'm going to get started in my real opportunity. So when they let me go to work on a chiller and then are they going to send me <laughs> to Wisconsin to this chiller school? Are they going to like that side of it? And what I've observed is that the I'll call him, I shouldn't call him a kid, but that, that young up and coming technician who wants that experience they don't get it by saying, I want this experience. They get it by delivering amazing customer service. Yeah. And, and then that, that generates trust both sides of the aisle, both with their manager and with the customer. And that right. trust generates the opportunities to do some things that might not have had otherwise. Yeah. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. You gotta be on, you, you know, the, the, luckily this is one of the industries where the customer is not always right. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. An edge on that, but uh, but it is it, there is a finesse to it. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, if if you're good with customers, if you're good with management, you're gonna get those good opportunities, and you're gonna get you know you know I, I wouldn't even mind spending thousands of dollars to send a kid to a school if I knew it was gonna benefit me and my company and him as an individual. Yeah. Some people they don't take it seriously, and that's why a lot of companies don't want to pay all that money to send people off. I was a boiler tech for a while, and that's oh. a whole other uh, part yeah. of the industry it's a it's a wild deal and uh the schooling that they got with that is is incredible and amazing mm -hmm. but yeah. it is it's it's grueling as well it ain't for everybody it ain't for the faint heart yeah <laughs> <laughs> well very good well listen chris this has been great um any any last words uh you know hvac for life <laughs> yes indeed hvac for life me too although yeah, we, i'm i'm uh I'm, I'm, I'm the nerd in the camp. I, I don't know if you know my story, but my, my grandfather was a technician and my mother worked for Johnson controls for 40 years. Oh, wow. And, um, um, but if you gave me like a fluke, a fluke multimeter, I'm only going to do damage. There's no, there's no, there's not one mechanical bone in my body. Really? Well, Hey, we need people like you out there too. You know, yeah. we well, on it for, for yeah, where I ended up going, I, I, um, 
went to graduate school and I wrote a dissertation on job satisfaction and commitment in air conditioning technicians. And wow. so that's my, my goal is to change the life of 50,000 technicians by helping uh, companies create a zone where, because um, they're competing for talent now. Yeah. It's not techs competing for jobs anymore. It's no. companies competing for techs. Yeah. And so those companies that want to create a superior environment for a technician as a way of competing for their talent, then that's what I do. I help them figure out how to do that. But um, so, yeah. So HVAC, HVAC for life for me, too. Just a little bit different. That's right. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's good. All right. Well, listen, if you're in the San Diego area, how does how do people find you in San Diego, Chris? Uh, just look. I'm all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Christmas cooling. That's what my company's called. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we've got a website. It's it's uh, just starting, but it's it's getting better. Uh, you know, and uh, honestly, uh, if you see me in a supply house, uh, you know, feel free to reach out, say something, start a conversation. I don't mind. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, listen, Chris, thanks for coming on the podcast and telling your story, giving us your perspective. Um, it all adds up to a better future for all of us. It does. All right. Thanks a lot, Chris. All right. A good life is had at the HVAC Joyland.